It's the Minnesota Moderate Man Podcast. No politics involved. Dustin Anderson here, and I am really excited about the podcast for tonight. Well, today, or whenever you're listening to it, you know, I was just in a conversation not too long ago with a friend about stories and how to tell a story and how to really capture the attention and wanting to obviously send your message and send your ideas, and hopefully that person can can learn something from, from it, enjoy it. You know, the whole point of my podcast is to hopefully share some sort of moment with you that you can relate to, something you can connect to, and just enjoy life. You know, I say, why not build a podcast? Why not do something such as this? Well, today's podcast, A Story of Joy. You know, when I think of joy, you know, obviously you think of this great occasion, right? Maybe you don't, maybe you do. Whatever way you think of joy, I think of joy in being able to reflect on something. Look at an experience, look at something what happened, look at something that was a part of my life. Yeah, I can take joyous moments currently in that moment in whatever I'm doing in the present. I mean, I take joy every morning driving through a drive through and getting coffee. I take joy in that. You know, I take joy in, in seeing smiling faces of students, athletes, getting an occasional text message from somebody in my life that I worked with, and they send a hello. I haven't talked to you for a while. How are you? You know, those are joyous moments. So again, there's various ways you can measure joy in your life. Well, my story of joy starts way back. I mean, I'm only 36 years old, so I don't know how far I can go back. No, uh, this story today is a, a joyous moment, and I'll tell you why. You know, when I was in my 20s, obviously, I was telling myself, Dustin, I want to live the single life. I want to live a life where I can do what I got to do and do what I have to do. And I don't want to be tied down to people. I don't want to be tied down to these certain responsibilities. Yes, I thought I was raised with great respect for ideas, people, experiences, you know, I was able to get a, a great education. I was able to land some pretty good positions in the journey of my career. And and through that, I said, you know what, in that I don't want to get married. I don't need to get married. You know, I dated occasionally. But it wasn't something that really wasn't important to me. And... There was a point in my life where I said, you know, I definitely don't want kids. And I was going into the field of being an educator to work with kids, to mentor kids, to role model, right? Mold young minds. But I didn't want my own, my own kids. Not at all. No way. And people would always ask me, well, you're so good with kids. You have a natural ability, and I said, you know, I appreciate that. It's a, it's something that God gave me. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I felt, and it, I, I know, I know God gave me that talent, but it wasn't something I, I wanted to have on my own. I mean, I was done at the end of the day. I could give those kids back. I'm done. I have no more responsibility once they're out of my hand, right, so to speak. But, you know, and I would, I would be around young cousins, you know, cousins that, that had kids, uh, you know, they would say, you want to hold the baby? You want to hold, you want to hold your little cousin? And I was always so nervous thinking I would drop them. I would do something where I would shake and explode. I don't know. I was just so nervous. And they were so cute. They were adorable. But it was something that I did not want on my own. The crying, all that good stuff. I, I no, no thanks. So I go into my 20s. I'm living my life in my 20s. Later in my 20s. And of course, I have a girlfriend. You know, and we're, we're together. We're enjoying our time. And she thought about marriage. I didn't. She mentioned kids. I didn't. <laughs> but it wasn't until... I was able to really almost experience a moment, this joyous moment where, ding, 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 we want to adopt kids. You know, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. She had a son. I mean, I practically raised him since he was one. So I was the stepfather. And I was living this moment as, I'm the stepfather. I can and enjoy that stepfather of the year trophy every year on my mantle. And, and look at that and say, you know what? I'm okay with this. I can do this. And he was, you know, later into his, well, not too much later into his years, but let me just say, say this. I was enjoying the moment of not having that major responsibility. I wasn't married. I, I didn't have my own kids, you know, and she was a great mother. She did a lot of the raising. We were both boyfriend and girlfriend. So, you know, maybe I wasn't as involved as I was or should have been in terms of, you know, changing the diapers. But we were, we were, we were comfortable. We were content. But something happened. And like I said before, we went, we wanted to adopt. We went to this meeting in lower Wisconsin and we were talking with the professionals, the social workers, the counselors about our intention to adopt. And at that point they said, well, it looks really good on the application if you're married. So that really creates a new conversation with the girlfriend. And so I'm hemming and hawing. And I really wanted to adopt. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, well, of course, I love my girlfriend. Did a lot of self-reflection. Meditating. No, I didn't meditate, no. I, I, I'm all about uh, the mindfulness. But I, I'm not going to meditate about this. But I did think about it. And it wasn't until I thought, really, I do love my girlfriend. You know, marriage doesn't seem that scary. And we can do some non-traditional type of stuff, right? We don't need to have this big church and this big reception. By the way, I'm very frugal. And so when a man such as me is very frugal, of course, I'm not going to have this extravagant wedding. I'm not going to spend 
thousands of dollars. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to. That's just my choice. That is my cup of tea. We pretty much had a conversation and said, why not get married? We want to adopt. We love each other. We want to do this together. Why not get married? Oh. So we go to this Christmas family event or this family event at Christmas, whatever way you want to word that. And we announce to our family in these cool envelopes and this cool announcement that we're getting married. People are crying. People are passing out. No, not really. But it sounds good in the story, doesn't it? And it's just a joyous moment. And here we go. I'm going to get married. I'm going to just enjoy the stepfather life. And we're going to adopt. In my mind, I'm going to adopt. We're going to adopt a three-year-old done with the potty training, done with the diapers. But God had other plans. God had other plans. You know the time I did not want to have a baby. I did not want to go through the idea of my wife being pregnant. Now again, I want to say, yes, I was with my girlfriend when she was pregnant, but it was just a whole different dynamic, and we're not going to go into all of that, but it was different now. We were married. We had a stronger relationship. And God said, you're going to be a father. And so my wife is pregnant. And she surprises me with this cool soccer ball saying, coming soon, April of, of, of 2019, you are going to have your baby. So we go to the appointments, very, very nerve-wracking, but cool in the experience. Well, something else happened. Unfortunately, we had a miscarriage. And I've heard of people that have had miscarriages. And it was just a, an event that really hit me. Very emotionally, but more so an experience that I needed to be there for my wife. And it was, it was, it was sad. And I remember being in a church service with family. And Pastor Rosemary gave... A sermon. And the sermon had a Bible verse in there that pretty much hit me. And at that point, I was a believer. I, I believed in, in God. I had a, a, a certain amount of, of, of strength in my face, faith, excuse me, and in my face. But it really wasn't something that I, I kind of veered away from church life for a while. And I attended this church service, and Pastor Rosemary said, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 19.21 is a verse that sticks with me from that day. And that verse, that service, got me through this experience with my wife. And we came stronger as a couple, as a married couple, as husband and wife, as a family, with our stepson. 
and I and I and I see that Bible verse every day. My aunt Becky made me a cool bookmark with that Bible verse, and it's a Bible verse that sticks with me, and it brings me joy in in in, in knowing that where whatever happens, I might have a plan. I might know what I want, but ultimately. It is the Lord's plan that prevails for me, the purpose that prevails. And later on, we discover we're pregnant again, and we're going to have a baby. And then we go to the appointments, we go to the ultrasounds, we finally get to know we're going to have a boy. And we're excited. We get to share this moment. Leading up to this, of course, I am full of anxiety constantly, constantly, because I'm so nervous about what I have to do. Do I have to hold her hand? Do I get to see them cut her open? Do I have to do the cutting of the umbilical cord? What are my, what's my job? I'm freaking out even before this event. The day of, I go to the hospital up there by 5 a.m., the nurse staff, the hospital staff, the doctors, great, wonderful, lead us through. And even before, I asked many questions about what I need to do. Right? One one might say it's very simplistic, but of course, I am writing my notes down every step of the way. Do I take my notes in there with me? Uh, uh, what do I do? She gets ready. She's in the operating room. I am waiting in the room, the hospital room, uh, um, praying and I have this anxiety and and I take out my Bible verse and this anxiety just lifts from me and I'm almost like pumped up. I got the Rocky theme in, right? I have the tiger, whatever it may be, maybe some Spice Girls music. I got that pumping me up and I go in there. They call me in. I'm all garbed up. I mean, I was even struggling how to get all this OR stuff on and all the, the hair thing, whatever. The mask. I go in the OR. She's all prepped, man. They're just and they're the doctors. They have the little music on. They're talking about daily events. What? Of course, this is not their first rodeo, but I put trust in them. They're put there for a purpose. That is their purpose. What they're there for. And then I hear the cry. And of course, I lose it. My tears. I'm crying. I am just in a joyous moment. I hold my son, Jamin Philip Anderson, for the first time at about 8 a.m. on November 19th, 2019. And it is, it is an amazing occasion, a joyous occasion for me, for my wife, my family. Get to see my parents come in to meet their first biological grandson, my stepmom, everybody. A point when they knew at one point thinking, ah, there is no way Dustin's going to have his own kid. And that was not the plan, ultimately. And at the time of this podcast, we were expecting another one. And the moments that I thought I did not want a kid, dreading the nights that, of course, people say, you'll never get sleep. You'll be up at 2 in the morning. And I like my sleep. I'm a pretty early riser. I'm not a, I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky person in the morning, but I like to sleep. 
And at those nights when we were up feeding young Jamin at various times throughout the night, you're tired, but my body adjusted. But I wouldn't trade that in for the world. And right now he's at 16 months old. You know, he is a spitfire. He's the joy of many in our life. It is a joy to me to be able to at one point bring him when he was newborn or new into the world, let him meet people that were important to me, my friends, my family, you know, soccer players coming over and meeting him and holding him and making him laugh, bringing gifts. I mean, that to me is a joyous moment. And that's really what I love when people get to meet him. And he's such a smiley little baby. And in social media, in this moment is why it's joyous to me. I was able to share, and I still do, share pictures of my young son on social media. And then people talk to you and say, wow, he's so full of energy. He's, uh, his smile brings joy. And I constantly re- reflect on Proverbs 19.21. And that is my Bible verse to be able to, and again, if you're not a religious person, that's fine. That's fine. But I am. And I put that in who I am. But finding those joyous moments. You know, I once saw a video as a teenager by Audio uh, Audio Adrenaline. And uh, Joy is one of their songs. And And they go around on this road trip. And they play the music, of course, in the music video. But they ask people, what brings you joy? And some people say peanut butter, family, just spending time with a friend. I mean, what brings you joy? I mean, there's various things throughout the day that bring me joy. From a cup of coffee, the simple things in life, to uh, being able to see my son, being able to see my stepson uh, understand his role as a brother. I mean, he's very proud of that. And that brings me so much joy. And there are, of course, as parents out there that are probably way more, and I know way more experienced than me. And as one person said, are you ready to be a parent? Do you have the parent manual? And I said, "Ah, I don't know. I don't think a I have the parent manual yet. And of course they say, well, there's no such thing. As I was in the hospital, a pediatrician came in to check on Jamin when he was a newborn. And she just came back from, from maternity leave, having her own child. And she said, man, I thought I knew everything since I am a doctor of children. And she said, I was learning everything new and in the moment, and it is amazing. And she said, it brings me joy in, in, in knowing the new knowledge I have, brings me an appreciation. So we have all these words we can talk about, joy, appreciation. But to you, what brings you joy? And I'll tell you right now, it is amazing to see And I commend the parents, the grandparents, the guardians, the aunts, the uncles, the foster care workers, anybody that really is that parent role, that that raises children, that works with them. Uh, I'm a parent, and I have been for a while, but, you know, I'm a stepfather, I'm a father, 
um, it is something that I'm very, very proud of. And it amazes me how much this, this human soul can bring joy to somebody, but not just me, other people. And that in itself also brings me joy when those smiles and those opportunities happen. Well, this is the Minnesota Moderate Man podcast. No politics involved, because why not do a podcast? Why not do something in life that makes you happy, that can hopefully connect you to something that I am talking about? I am Dustin Anderson, and I hope you have a joyous day.